On this episode, we talk about a new ride coming to World Showcase, an update to the progress being made on Hall of Presidents, and much more. This is the Capture the Magic podcast. everyone and welcome to the capture the magic podcast episode number four and before we start the show we want to mention that you can find episodes of this podcast on multiple platforms such as itunes google play and stitcher so be sure to subscribe to the podcast that way and leave us a review or you can visit our website at capturethemagicpodcast.com to listen to the latest episode and learn more about the show and right now if you subscribe to our newsletter they're at there or at CaptureTheMagicApparel.com, you can be entered to win a free t-shirt. You can also find more details about this and how to reach us on Facebook or Twitter on the show notes page. Well, I am your host, Jamie, and I am joined by, as always, by my husband, Jared. Hi, Jared. Hey. Hey. What's up? <laughs> Just podcasting. Just podcasting. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, um, happy Thursday to everyone in uh, podcast land, I guess. We're having a pretty good day. We just had our pictures taken with our daughter for her 12-month for her mm-hmm. milestone or whatever. So it was busy, but it was a good day. So Ice Cube said the same thing. Ice Cube said the same Today was a good day. Today was a good day. Have you ever heard that song? No. Oh, jeez. It's a good song. I'm sorry, I never heard it. <laughs> um, but so today is our news show that we release every Thursday. Uh, we usually cover all the top news stories of the week and discuss any new rumors that we've heard. So every Thursday we'll be releasing those. And sometimes hot takes. Hot takes. Hot takes. Hot takes. Okay. I have hot takes. What does that mean? Like a strong opinion about something. Oh, Jared has a lot of those. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Let's get to the news, Jared. Okay. A lot of stuff happened this past week, and I, I tried to condense it down. A lot of stuff has been happening rapid fire the last couple of weeks. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing I do want to say before we start is that um, we talked about the new Han Solo movie that was being um, filmed currently, that they lost their two directors, and just updating you on that, they found, or they found, <laughs> they asked him... Ron Howard to step in. So I don't think he's actually started again, like filming the movie yet, but I know that he is on board to finish it, which is interesting. Well, right? it's, a, it's a good move. It's never a good sign of any movie when you're that far along that the directors bow out or that there's a creative difference and they go away. So mm-hmm. the best way to salvage, get especially a, get a good director, well, especially a movie like this, it has a, I mean, it's got a big budget. It's got a lot of people want to see it. It also has a big ability to be, if it's a big flop, it's going to really, really sting Disney. So the best way to kind of write the ship is to bring in somebody. And Ron Howard's a director that people, uh, you know, yeah. they look to and say he's a solid director. Yeah. Um, it um, seemed from what I heard, though, mm-hmm. that because the guys that were directing before had directed mostly like the Batman mo- Lego movie and they've done some comedies. Yeah. More or less, oh, okay. And that the Han Solo movie was kind of being more slapsticky. 
and not. It's it's like the Steven Spielberg kind of Steven Spielberg kind of fun. Well, it, it I I don't know. I think they were misinterpreting the the humor of Han Solo, kind of where it stems from. Um, you know, you like don't Indiana Jones. Right. Well, it's just you don't want it to become Spaceballs. Oh, talk so, about a good movie. I mean, it's a good movie, but it's not gonna be a good Han Solo movie. I get but, you. But yeah, so. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I, it's one of those things where I don't know how much he's going to come in and change anything. I, I would assume they're going to do reshoots, but yeah, um, probably a lot of them. Apparently, the this guy that's playing Han Solo, he better be good. I heard you had to get some acting lessons really? on set. That's what I heard. Oh, that's what they were saying in a couple of the. There's such a high expectation. Entertainment sites. Him. He, I mean, he has to be good. If not better than Harrison Ford. Well, he's not going to be better. There's going to be so much scrutiny on this guy. It's not going to be better, but yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Just wanted to update everybody on that if you hadn't heard already. So now we'll move on to the new news. The new news. New news. Yes. Uh, the newest news here uh, is that permits have been filed for the rumored Ratatouille ride in in the France Pavilion at Epcot. Um, so on the article, it shows an aerial view of kind of where it's going to go. So it, it looks like it's going to be behind uh, and kind of to the left of where the France Pavilion is, and it's going to take over where mostly it looks like there's some parking and some other stuff back there. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a dark ride is what it says. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exciting. Well, yeah, if you if you go online, and we'll put a link to this article that we're looking at in the show notes page, but if you look at the pictures, you can see that part that's been permitted for the new ride or for whatever their the rumored ride is supposed to be it's directly behind the main france building and then to i guess would have been to the to the i guess left if you're looking at if it you're looking at left. it to the front it looks to the left and there's like there's this area with just a bunch of trees and then like backstage areas and they actually in the past had planned on making this another country there's enough room for it. Hmm. Um, so there's a bunch of trees and a little walkway. Um, you can see right in front of it. So it's it's a big space. That's all I can yeah. say. And it's um, I believe what they think is going to happen is it's that Ratatouille ride from Disneyland Paris. Mm-hmm. I, think. I think it's going to be pretty similar. Yeah. So um, it'll be interesting to see. It looks like construction wise, it, it won't really mess with what you see of the France Pavilion right yeah. now. Looks like it's going to be mostly behind it. Yeah. So it, I don't know how much it's going to interfere with. I did hear that they were maybe going to redo some restaurants inside the France Pavilion also. Oh, really? So I don't know which ones exactly. You know, um, as of right now, the ride is a rumor, but the permit is real. So whatever happens, it's gonna, something's going to change. Something new is going in, whether it's Ratatouille or something else. So that should be interesting to see what actually goes in, right? Yeah, I mean, it, I think Epcot needs more rides anyways. Okay, but let me ask you something. People threw a fit whenever a Disney brand, like Disney license, whatever, like character thing went into show, World Showcase with Frozen. Right. They threw a fit because they wanted to keep everything just like that country. They don't want country. any IPs. Well, it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like... 
Disney characters are just infiltrating their way into a world showcase. And that does bother a lot of people. I I go back and forth. You well, know what I mean? So I think you're Like it, where does it stop? Well, as much as you know, Epcot was a really innovative idea by Walt. Um, people can go back and forth on whether or not it was even feasible to be done. Um, but it's completely different. Well, I guess my point okay. is people are going to have to let go of what they view, what Epcot has been. Epcot is, it's never been the experimental city that Walt envisioned. And they're going to, I mean, the next five years or so, there are going to be some major updates coming to Epcot. You're going to see more IPs in there. It's just going to happen. I mean, people can, I don't want to say that I I love it, but at the same time, you're going to get new rides. I'm I'm almost certain you're not going to get Guardians in there. They're going going somewhere. Well, we'll talk about that. But I'm just saying, you're going to get more IPs. Um, And, you know, as long as they're country related, you Mm. know, Frozen in Norway... As long as they're related to the country, I don't know. I really Frozen Ride was really good. I don't have a lot of complaints with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but there's going to be purists that don't yeah. like it. But well, we'll talk about Epcot later on in the show. But I just wanted to get your opinion about. Yeah, it, it's going to happen. I like more rides. So who doesn't? Yeah, more rides are great. Okay, moving on to the next one. The next one here. Um, so this one is kind of an interesting one. So. Disney made an official statement uh, that the Hall of Presidents is going to include a speaking role for President Trump. Um, it had been, I guess, rumored that this was going to happen. It wasn't confirmed by Disney. And then Vox had come out with a report saying that there had been some differences between Trump's team and Disney and that he was no longer going to have a speaking role. And then Disney came back and said that it was going to happen. So uh, it says here, Disney is... T- Disney has today moved to clarify its position on the Hall of Presidents and to dispel some of what it calls inaccurate reporting from various media outlets. Uh, Here's the official statement from the Disney Parks blog. Since the Magic Kingdom Park opened in 1971, the Hall of Presidents has brought together a -a one-of-a-kind look at the office of the President of the United States through film and the magic of Disney's audio-animatronics technology. Despite some media reports to the contrary... President Trump will have a speaking role in the Hall of Presidents, like every president since 1993. We have been working closely with the current White House, just as we have with previous administrations, and the president's recording session has been scheduled. The attraction will reopen in late 2017. So. And, yeah, I mean, they go on to say basically that when they refurbish one of their attractions, they, they make a lot of changes. Um, in this case, it was a new show, a completely new theater upgrade. Right. I mean, they did a lot of stuff than just updating Trump's. Right. Well, it's going to be down anyways. You might as well. Right. Right. Um, I have heard. I don't know if this is true. Related to this, that they are having trouble either getting a recording from Trump, like his his speaking part. Mm-hmm. Like he, they keep. I guess they can't agree on what changes are being made between Disney and Trump's people. I'm not sure yet, but I heard that that was one of the problems that was going because it why it's taking so long on that part. But yeah, I, I mean, know. it's it's possible. But he's a busy guy. He's a busy guy. Yeah, I would imagine. Yep. You know, a lot of yeah. And whatever your political affiliation, it, I mean, politics don't really play a, a part in 
the actual attraction. It's just it's history of the right. presidents and you know whether you elect Trump or not, he's there. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean he's president. So, I, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it's a. Pol- I think it's a historical view on the presidents. Right. And you want to make it as non-political as you can because right. if, if Disney were to come out and you know it's no secret probably how they lean for the most part as, a, as an organization but if they were to come out and say Trump's not getting a speaking role you're alienating a lot of people that are going to come to Disney World right and I think Disney's not in the business of alienating anybody and mm-hmm. you just keep with consistent with this is what's been done since 93 and he's president so he goes in so I think yeah. it's you know pretty simple um yeah. you know behind the scenes like recording i you know i think a lot of that speculation but probably yeah but yeah well that's interesting so hopefully it'll actually open by the time we're there because we're going in december i would think it would so be. hopefully it'll be open by then yeah and we can check it out and i like I, I, I like that attraction you know actually I've heard, I've heard other people say this but they ought to do something i mean trump tweets he's the first president's really ever utilized twitter they should do something with like. Oh, yeah, we actually heard it in another podcast. Yeah, talking like, about this. and yeah. I heard it from other people yeah. too. But you know, something overhead maybe that shows him tweeting. I mean, it, you know, it'd be mm-hmm. kind of cool. I don't. I doubt they'll do it, but yeah, it would be kind of interesting. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. Well, moving on to the next one. Next, <coughs> excuse me. Next story is Walt Disney World offers rare summer ticket deal. Uh. The article says here, uh, the four-park magic ticket um, is the one I guess they're calling it. So it says, calling all Disney fans, reduced ticket prices are now here for everyone. The four-park magic ticket allows admission into one park per day for four separate days. The tickets cost $79 per day for adults as $74 for children ages 3 to 9. A single-day admission is normally $115 plus tax for Disney parks. Total ticket price is $316 per adult and $296 per child plus tax. You can purchase these tickets until July 30th. Uh, They will be valid for admission until September 30th 30th of this year. Uh, Tickets will expire 14 days from the first time you use them or by September 30th, uh, whichever one comes first. Uh, These tickets also permit re-entry into the same park on the same day. What do you think about this? you mean to tell me what I think? Uh, apparently you're going to. I'm so. going to, yes. I feel like I should. <laughs> um, there was a time where Disney didn't have to release <coughs> discounts in the summer because the parks were overrun with people. I mean, they they were they were at capacity in all their hotels. The, the parks were just crowded and it was hot and everything. So... The fact that they're having a discount in the in just the, the the main summer months, just it shows you how attendance is down for the summer. And there's a lot of reasons that could play into that. But I just think it's interesting that they're just trying really hard to get you to come back in yeah. July. In I mean, there's August. a lot of factors going into it. I think international stuff for for sure is playing a role into it. A lot of the international groups yeah. that usually come this summer either aren't able to or. Or choosing not to, I think part of it is they're waiting for. I was going to say, I think all the construction, <laughs> um, which it makes sense if you're if if you don't come to Disney a lot, you're going to wait for Star Wars Land and Toy Story Land. I mean those, yeah. I mean those have giant anticipations behind yep. them. Um, I think they were hoping for more of a splash with Pandora, but I don't think Pandora just has enough oomph to drive people to say I want to check this out because 
Yeah. It doesn't have the following that either it, one of those well, do. But yeah, I think Pandora, maybe. I think long term, I, and I've said, I've thought this from the beginning, Joe Rody being involved in something, he's always doing something cool. Um, I want to see the land. It, it seems, I, it looks really cool for everything I've seen. So it's something that as traffic is, so when Star Wars land and Toy Story land are open, you're going to need things in other parks to draw people in because if there's nothing in Animal Kingdom for people, there's just going to be more people going to Hollywood Studios or whatever they end up calling it. So I think long term, having more attractions there is going to be good, but I don't think it's enough to draw people in. And I just think people are kind of waiting for, I mean, Star. I would. Yeah. If I didn't go to Disney World very often, I would mm-hmm. completely wait until Star Wars Land is done. And a four day ticket for like $79 a day? I can't remember. It's been a while since well, they, they ran offered a, that they kind of They ran a deal yeah. last year, too. I don't remember exactly what it was. But it was they, like a three-day yeah. one. But, yeah. I think they know that attendance is going to be down until Star Wars Land is open. You think and so? I, th- I think they do. Yeah. I mean, I would think that when you've got an entire park under construction, um, basically, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's probably going to be understood that people are going to, especially something as anticipated as that. You know, it's going to make sense. It's good for last minute travelers, too. Oh, for you, sure. You got a good deal because you waited. So, yeah. There you go. Okay. So, let's move on to our last news story. Uh, this one is Magic Kingdom to test earlier closing on Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party event nights. Um, says, Disney is testing revised operating hours on Magic Kingdom party nights this year in an attempt to improve the arrival experience for party guests. Uh, On nights where the Magic Kingdom is hosting Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, the park will close this year at 6 p.m. to day guests. The party will begin as normal at 7 p.m., but only guests with tickets to the party will be able to ride attractions after 6 p.m. Day guests will be able to shop and dine until 7 p.m., however. Uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party will not be using the revised hours and will continue to close at 7 p.m. for day guests. Okay. I don't think it's a big deal. They're probably... I think it's weird. Well, they're probably... I'm sure... I'm assuming there were some issues with day guests and party guests, perhaps, and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember... We've never attended the Very Merry Christmas Party. We plan on doing it this year. Um, so we have that look to look forward to. And this in this story, it directly affects us. But we've never... I don't think we've been in the parks up until closing early because of the party before. Have we, we were there, uh, I think, in 13 for their having the Halloween. I do remember that. No, we would have been there during Christmas. Maybe it was Christmas. Was I knew there was something, party? and they Maybe were they, they were having a party, and I remember we didn't you stay out late. Yeah. Okay. Well, this okay. So it closes six, and there's an hour in there between when the party officially starts. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I guess I understand Disney's well, point of view. They have more time to get the people. They're going to be pushing people out, and that yeah. way, when you're coming at seven, you have the park. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be for you. It's it's open. It you know it's yeah. you've got a lot of the people out that would be crowding it up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd recommend to all those that are going during the Christmas season 
that if you are don't aren't, aren't planning on going to the Christmas party on at all or any during any days of your trip, avoid the Magic Kingdom on the days of the party because that means that I mean you're taking another hour away from your day. So if you are a open to close kind of family or person, yeah, when you like to tour the parks, you are only you're only getting you know like nine to six. Yeah. So you know, I don't know. I it, it's unfortunate that they have to spend like a full day ticket price on a day that's so condensed. No, they're not going to discount tickets. And they're not. Oh, I know. I know they're not going to. But it just, it's just, it's just interesting. So you get a like a special wristband, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming it'd be a lot like when we did. We did the early morning magic when you get a wristband and then. There's a special line you go in and things like that. Yeah. That would be my assumption. But it's interesting they're not doing this for the Halloween party. That's interesting, right? Um, I don't know why. I'm sure the Christmas party has more crowds. I don't know. The Halloween party is really popular. I don't know. Maybe they're just trying it this year and then they'll roll it out. I'm sure it's an experiment of some sort. but Yeah. No. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I don't know. I don't think it's a big deal. Okay. But I'm sure there will be okay. others that are outraged. All right. Well, we'll move on to Disney bits. And I will actually cover this one. The first one we're going to talk about is the Eat to the Beat concert and dining package information has been released. So, uh, throughout the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot, popular bands across the genres from the 80s, 90s, and even the 2000s take stage at the American Gardens Theater and the American Adventure Pavilion and Epcot to share some of their greatest hits with the crowds. Uh, these concerts are free with admission and take place three times per evening, 5.30, 6.45, and 8.00. So they have released the concert lineup for this year, and I'm going to list them. I'm not going to list the dates, but I'm just going to list them really quick. And if you want to find out more about the, the dates that they are playing, you can go to the show notes page and click on the link. So uh, we have Delta Ray, The Hooters, Baja Men, Fuel, Starship featuring Mickey Thomas, Lauren Elena, Plain White Tees, Sister Hazel, Air Supply, David Cook, Everclear, Sugar Ray, 38 Special, Mark Wills, American Authors, Christopher Cross, Devin Allman, Dennis DeYoung, The Music of Sticks, uh, Taylor Dane, Jeffrey Osborne, Postmodern Jukebox, 10,000 Maniacs, Tobe the Wet Sprocket, Kenny G, Billy Ocean, Tiffany Hansen, Blue October, Living Color, Boys to Men, Big, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, and Squeeze. So, I just, I, all I have to say is like, holy 90s. There's just a whole bunch of people from the 90s that I notice. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's, I mean, if you like these older bands, check I'm it a little, out. It's free. I I'm mean, a little upset I'm not going to be there for Boys to Men. Oh my gosh. November 6th or 8th. Yep. That's that's when they'll be there. Or air supply. Can't go wrong with some air supply. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're between the ages of like, what, 25 or 30 and 70, you're going to enjoy this. I would argue. Or any kid. But good music crosses all generations. Yeah. Some of these aren't so great, but a uh, lot of them no, are great. I'm actually surprised Baja men, they're probably happy to be getting work, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. Some of these are interesting, but... 10,000 Maniacs. Is that the mm-hmm, that song? I have no idea. I don't recall them. 
like once there was this girl who that song that's the Ten Thousand Maniacs, right? I have no idea. Yeah. Again. Okay, whatever. As many times as you hum that, I'm not going to know what that is. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in my mind now. But you got Kenny <laughs> I G. I mean. Oh, playing a saxophone. He's going to bring that house down. <laughs> so, okay, well, moving on. Um, this is what I'm excited about. I don't have a, I've just seen this from multiple sources. So I just kind of want to bring it up. But the there's a new proposed uh, entrance into Toy Story Land. It's not really proposed. It's pretty much assumed okay. this is going to be the okay. entrance to Toy Story okay. Land. So, it, I believe, if I, if I remember correctly from seeing the pictures, it's right next to Toy Story Mania mm-hmm. and where the legend of Captain Jack Sparrow was. Yeah. So, looks like they're going to probably demolish that building right next to Toy Story Mania and then move the Toy Story Mania entrance. They're moving, the entrance to Toy Story Mania is going to be on the back side. Yeah. Yeah. So, they'll put it on the back side and I don't know what they're doing with the rest of Pixar Place. It's just I mean, going to become it's Toy just Story. The, well, it's just a store. Yeah. It's right across the, the way. So the new entrance will be right there. Um, so that is, that should be, I mean, that's just, I'm look, sure we'll hear more at D23. Look, if you look from the aerial shots, you can see they've already started demolishing on, on the backside. And there's oh, a bunch okay. of new, um, yeah, we would, well, the walls they put up, they're going to have cartoons. There's a lot of new stuff over there that yeah. um, it's got, Toy Story stuff on it, so I'm excited for it's Toy happening Story quick. Land. Yeah, the co- the Slinky Dog coaster is almost up already. Okay, so in the pictures too, if if anybody goes online and looks at them, the Slinky Dog coaster, I think it's behind that. There's actually like a white picket fence. Yeah. So I think it's supposed to be kind of like Andy's backyard. It is. If you look at the, it's like it's like you're in yeah. Andy's backyard. Oh my and gosh, you're a toy. I'm so excited! Yeah. It'll be cool. Yeah. So, okay. So that one, that one's a fun one. Next, we'll talk about a new um, requirement for travelers. Basically, travelers from nine states will need passports to fly domestically starting in 2018. Let's see. It's going to get just a bit harder for traveling in the United States. Driver's licenses from nine states will no longer be accepted forms of identification at TSA checkpoints starting in 2018. For those traveling on commercial flights, driver's license from nine states do not currently meet the requirements of the federal government's security standards. Those nine states are Kentucky, Maine, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, and Washington. Starting next year, a passport, military ID, or permanent resident card will be required to pass through TSA security at, at airports unless changes are made to the licenses in these states. The good news is that Maine, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, and Washington have already moved forward with actions to make their state licenses licenses real ID compliant. Most, if not all, of these states should be ready to issue new licenses before the required deadline. If all goes to plan, residents from these eight states will be able to avoid having to show a passport military ID, but Kentucky... Kentucky basically is not on the list, but or just not going to be ready for it. But so, going to have to sh- start bringing your passport. This well, d- this directly affects us. Since they'll we're from update Missouri. the licenses. This has been known yeah. for like two years. Yeah, it's dumb. You don't you don't it's think it's good? Just it, what? so. What are the requirements that are needed? I don't know. Just another government regulation for you. No idea. Okay. 
I heard about it a couple of years back, and because they had to give the states like two, I think they had to give them two mm-hmm. years to comply or something. I'm sure it's got something to do with forging. So should I just get a new license? Well, they'll probably have when they update. They'll probably have a process where you go get a new license if you're going to travel. Okay. But if you just have a passport, it doesn't matter anyway. I do have a passport. So I always, if you're going to fly, it's, a, it's easier to have anyway. a passport. Although I've had TSA agents that you have a passport and they still want to see another form of ID, which hmm. is completely weird because you have to show what ID it, to get your passport. Well, I mean, you have to show like three forms, I yeah. think, well, to get your passport. Yeah, something. So if remember. you've got the passport, technically you have three forms of ID. <laughs> That yeah. TSA sometimes doesn't understand, I guess. But Yeah, I don't know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. So if you're in Kentucky, you know. <laughs> okay, last of our Disney bits. We come to about um, movies. We are talking about the live-action Dumbo. And basically, Michael Keaton has confirmed that he will be playing a villain in... The Tim Burton's version of the classic film Dumbo. Uh, when questioned whether or not the rumors of him joining the film were true, he stated, I am reuniting with Tim Burton. You just want to be around that guy. You want to be in his sphere because he's original and unique and an artist. And they've worked together before, like Beetlejuice, Batman. So. I, for one, I, do not understand the allure of Tim Burton. <laughs> and I would think after the last couple of movies of his that have not been I think they're even Disney movies that haven't been that great. I Well who else will be in it? We got probably um, Helena Bonham Carter. I'm sure Johnny Depp will be in there somewhere. Johnny Depp will probably make an appearance. I think Colin Farrell's already already gonna be in it. Um who else does he like? I don't know. But yeah, so that's interesting. I'm not a big fan of Dumbo in general. I'm in not live really action fan of Tim Burton, so I don't so know. So it's gonna be CGI elephant. Well, what we're saying. I'm assuming, unless yeah. they get a trained elephant to Aww. get really big ears. and I don't know. Unless they, like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be just like they did with Jungle Book. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. By the way, are you guys excited about all these remakes, or is it just a little overkill? Like, I was excited about Beating the Beast and Cinderella, but I think if we do every single, like, remake every single cartoon movie... I feel I feel like it's just like way too much. Well, it's like lo- loses its allure. So it's going to happen. I know. I think I it's just, for the most part it's a nostalgia play mm-hmm. because they're redoing movies like whenever we were kids. So that's one reason they're going to do it. It depends on the movie. Um, some of them, yeah. I mean, some of them I think will obviously be much better than other ones, but you know they're going to do all of them. Yeah. So, too much money to be made, not. All right. Uh, the first thing here is um, major overhaul in works for Disney's Epcot. Uh, article says, after nearly 40 years of fun, a major overhaul is in the works for Disney's Epcot. Permits already filed reveal big changes for the Universe of Energy Pavilion. Sources said a Guardians of the Galaxy ride will likely be announced at D23 next month. Um, this is, of course, the fan event that's held in California. Um, there's also talk of a Tron light cycle ride uh, like the one in Japan. Uh, WDW News today speculated that Universe of Energy will close by the end of the year to make room for a new roller coaster. Uh, 
quote, these permits are already filed. That's months ahead, and people don't think Universe of Energy will last through the year, said Tom Corliss of WDW News Today. Uh, Earlier this week, plans were also revealed for some kind of project between France and Morocco. Uh, This is the rumored Ratatouille that we already talked about, um, which is already in Disneyland Paris. Uh, Clearly, the Ratatouille ride and whatever is going to replace Universe of Energy are happening immediately. Like they're going to happen, like they're going to begin construction by the end of the year, Corliss said. Uh, and according to WDW News Today, work will begin this fall and will be executed in phases. Uh, the overall, uh, o- or the overhaul, should be complete in five years, just in time for the park's 40th birthday in the fall of 2022. So, so five years, and we get a new park, basically. Pretty much, <laughs> or just a revamp. <laughs> and everything I've, I mean, I've heard lots of things are going to get at least some upgrades, mission space, mm-hmm. um, uh, figment over there. Yeah, that's going to basically become inside out. Inside right? out. Yeah. I guess figment will have a role. This, of course, these are rumors, but these are um, speculation. But um, let's see. Um, Space, spaceship Earth will get a, a redo of the ascension and descension. Yeah, they said the going up, going down, and then they're mm-hmm. going to kind of update some of the animatronics up there. But it w- they weren't going to change the ride; they're just going to update it. Which In- interventions? Let's just let's just take that out. They're supposed know? to do some. I, I haven't heard. I don't remember exactly. I heard something, but then that building has nothing. Literally, you just walk through it. I think sometimes they use the building for special like. Pass like annual pass holder events, or yeah. Chase card events. I walked or through it last time we were there in May, and I had to walk through. I think I had, yeah, I think I had Jasmine. I was taking her somewhere, and mm-hmm. I walked through because it's air conditioning and it's a mm-hmm. shortcut, mm-hmm. and it smelled weird. Had a very odd smell, and there was one was little. Was it from the restaurant? It. I don't know if it's from the restaurant. There's a lot of plants in there, so I don't know if it was a mix of Maybe, yeah. the plants that were in there with the yeah. restaurant, and it yeah. just it smelled odd. But yeah, there was nothing in there at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that. I mean, Epcot needs some love. Well, that's for sure. You know, they just updated Soren, so yeah, with the the Soren around the world. So. To Ellen's universe of energy, I say good riddance. Yeah. Uh, well. It's funny because when did that come out? 98? Something like that, yeah. It's been like 20 years. And the the sources of energy they talk about is they're, they're outdated. Like not the not the actual sources themselves of like energy, but the the way they get them or how much how much it produces or whatever. It's just it's a very uh it's a boring ride. You could take <laughs> standing water and it would be just as exciting as that ride. So what was there before Universe, what, the Ellen's thing? Was it still Universe of Energy, but just a different version? I don't remember. I mean, I don't think I, I don't remember it all, so. I don't remember. Okay. I'm not sad to see it go. I think you're no. going to see if, it sounds like that they have found a workaround, or at least something in the contract clause the with. Guardians? Yeah, with yeah. Universal Word. Because they have the Groot and Star Wars meet and greet up. And that's been up for a while. So it seems if they're there as far along, because the Guardians thing has been floated around for almost a year now. Yeah. So it seems everything I've read that that's what they're going to announce at D23 is that it's going to be like a roller coaster going there. They've already put in permits to change the 
water drainage behind that ride anyways. Mm -hmm. So something's Mm -hmm. going in there. Yeah. Sight balloons were up and all that. So Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and I think you're gonna see new countries at it's a world showcase. Just give me Australia. I'm pretty sure Australia was one. And I think you're gonna see probably two new rides. I think you're gonna see Ratatouille Mm -hmm. in France, and then you're probably gonna see I keep hearing of the flume ride in Canada. Canada, yeah. So that would be fun. Yeah. Well, originally, World Showcase was supposed to have rides. And oh, really? Yeah, in their original designs, it was supposed what to have was rides. was the only one that... Norway was the only one. Like, Maelstrom was the only original ride there, right? Well, I think of... Oh. The, Sorry, go ahead. Well, what the original that? plans were supposed to have, like, a flume-type ride, I believe, in Canada. Oh, okay. But I know I, they're I supposed to have rides. The little, little boat ride. Yeah. That one also is getting updated. To something, oh. uh, the new movie coming out. I can't remember what it's called now. It's based in Mexico. Oh, uh, Coco. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's going. I think in Mexico as well. Maybe there's a lot of updates coming. There's going to be a lot of IPs. Mm. So I'm. Uh, I we already talked about that, but it's happening either way. Yeah, but I mean, it'll be really cool if they can get all this stuff done before the fortieth. And got five years. If they so, do, okay, so go ahead. Well, if they do the rate of construction like they're doing now with Star Wars Land and things, I think they can do it. So I think probably the reason you're seeing Star Wars Land kind of pick up all of a sudden mm-hmm. was the crew that was on Pandora has probably gone over to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're doubling there, and then I would assume once Toy Story Land is done, that crew may go over to Epcot. Mm-hmm. I would assume. So let me ask you something. So, okay, 2010-ish, 2011 is when they closed that part of Fantasyland and redid it. So they had New Fantasyland come out in 2013 and then Mine Trade in 14. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was done. Then you have Pandora, Pandora basically under construction for four years. And then right. it's coming out. And then there's construction being changed or doing uh, Disney Hollywood Studios. Like basically, the whole park is just getting in mm-hmm. revamp. Okay, doing that. And then you have Epcot going to get changed in the next five years, 2000, by 2022 or whatever. Mm-hmm. What do you think is next? Well, I, they're going to probably do... The Monsters, Inc. is probably going to go where the Rock and Roller Coaster is in Hollywood Studios as well. They're going to have a little Monsters, Inc. land in there. Um, I had I had a thing I was getting at. Sorry, I was just mentioning that. No, no, no. Um, I know, but what do you think is next, like big project wise? I believe they're probably going to open up a fifth gate. I think so. I mean, they had plans for it before, basically before nine eleven. Yeah, that would just be the logical next step because you know they're going to have to keep answering for what Universal's doing over there. I mean, if even if it's not as a grain of scale, they are gaining like more I think what more they're, attraction. I think what they're doing now is they're basically recognizing that Universal, you know, has become a competitor and this is them basically going to say they're going to distance themselves again. They're basically going to put the nail in the coffin and say, "Okay, they're going to update cuz Epcot yeah. needs it." They're gonna, so they're going to make, you know, uh, there's also stuff going into Disney or Animal Kingdom. There's Zootopia is talked about going over in there. In the uh, well, that's another rumor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, planet or animal planet area. 
Um, so I think you're going to get Animal Kingdom flushed out at least decently. Hollywood Studios is going to be completely flushed out with new stuff. Epcot's getting an upgrade. Magic Kingdom is always, you know, getting something new. And then you're going to go for the fifth park. Mm-hmm. And I think they're just setting it up to where, you know, they're going to basically just try and put Universal away, which they won't ever put them away away because Universal just can't compete with the land. They're mm-hmm. landlocked. I mean, they've bought that new land over there. But, um, yeah, I, I think this is kind of Disney. They're putting the gondola system in. They're going to build new hotels, at least one or two. I think they're going to build at least two. Well, at least one before Star Wars Land opens, which is probably going to be the Star Wars Hotel. But Definitely need more hotels. The I, last new one that opened was five years ago. Yeah. And that was the animation. Yeah. So. so I think you're going to see new hotels. I think they're just laying the groundwork for, you know, they're going to spend a lot of money in the next five years. But Well, good, because they didn't spend any money for, for a long time. Well, I, I'm happy to see them putting in the money into the low, the the American parks because they put so much in Shanghai and you know I've always questioned apparently Shanghai's done better than anticipated but still uh, I've always felt your money I mean I would think you get the most return doing it in Disney World Disneyland so it's good that they're yeah putting some focus in there um, <coughs> to that though you have to think the US or um, Disney World gets a lot of international tourists. Yeah, more than more so than Shanghai receives from us. For sure. So, I you know I agree that maybe putting the money into our parks here is a good idea. I thought it was interesting when they announced Shanghai. I mean, there's just two Disney parks in China. Yeah, or the area in China. That's interesting to me. It's just in in with all the movies that have come out lately, like especially like the Marvel type movies, even Transformers, like everything seems geared toward Chinese audiences. It's because well, they're and emerging. For I, sure. I I I get what they're trying to do, but they risk alienating a whole, you know, like the 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 U.S. market. In my opinion. Well, if you're talking movies, the U.S. market's changed a lot, whereas it's shifted a lot more toward TV. I, no, no, no. Like, yeah. I totally get it. But yeah. if you if you go completely one way or the other, you risk, you know, losing your, your core audience. Yeah, I, I think putting the money into Epcot. I think, honestly, probably the 40th coming up is probably a big motivator for them to, yeah. you know. I thought, is the 40th? I thought it was going to be the 50th. What? Is it 40th at Disney Ep- World? Epcot? Well, Disney World's going to be... Okay. 50th, right? Magic Kingdom is 50th. That's right. Okay. 71, 71 so Epcot's 40th. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. So Epcot is open to 82. Okay. So yeah, it's yeah. Just one year away. I, I, think, I think those birthdays are important to them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you want Epcot getting to its 40th and in the state it's in. I mean, there's a lot of just little things like cracks and the fountains aren't where it just it looks old. And I, I love yeah. Epcot. I really do. I, after Magic Kingdom at this point, it's probably my second favorite park. Really? Actually, I, I agree. I mean, it won't be once mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. opens back up, but I say opens up. It's open, but once it gets everything flushed out. Hollywood Studios used to be my favorite park. I still back love Back in the yeah. day before everything closed. <laughs> yeah. And I think it, it, it'll be probably second to Magic Kingdom once it's done. But, 
Yeah. Lots of things. Lots of things. Yeah. Well, what's the second thing? Uh, the rumor kind of going around is that Toy Story Land will be opening by July of 2018. And I believe this rumor came from, it was, I, I want to say it's touring plans. Somebody saw yeah. the opening date like listed on something mm-hmm. of theirs and it said July 2018. And I think that's kind of how it spread. However... We were going to know very soon when it's going to open because they're going to announce it at D23. They have to. I can and that's in July. Yeah, I can see the timeline because the Slinky, Slinky Dog Coaster is the it's almost up. All, I mean, the the um, framework is almost done. Yeah. Um, I think once they get that in and then they've got the base stuff set up for the uh, Tilt-A-Whirl stuff or whatever they're doing for the mm-hmm. Green Men. So I could definitely see it happening. I think for sure you're going to see I could see Toy Story being done by next year, by next summer and I could for sure Star Wars Land is going to be done before Iger's contract's up. Okay, here's a question. So Star Wars or Star Tours is already in Hollywood Studios, so they can incorporate that into Star Wars Land, right? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. What about Buzz Lightyear's Ranger Spin? In Magic Kingdom? Yeah. I'm assuming it's just going to stay there. Or they're going to replace it. But I just meant, like, it's also, like, a Toy Story thing. So, it's interesting. Hmm. I mean, they may look at that and say... Because we talked about before, maybe, but... I mean, we didn't, but that... I don't think we have talked about this. I just... just, Ranger Spin. Oh, yeah. It needs an update of some sort. So whether that's going to be just updating the ride, you know, cleaning it up, or mm-hmm. does or that mean putting something else in there? Move it. You know, they won't because well, Toy Story Mania, Toy Story Midway Mania, right. is like is the shooting thing, and that's it's basically like that's one reason why I can see it going away because with yeah, Toy Story Mania, too. it's a it's the better version of that ride. Yep. yep. Or so, they could rename. No, they won't rename. No. So and it, it oh. looks like from what I've heard too, each so Toy Story Land and Star Wars Land have room for another e-ticket attraction in each of the lands. Uh-huh. So you're going to get another ride in Toy Story Land and in Star Wars Land at some point. So there's only two in each. Two in each starting out. But there's three for Toy Story because of Toy Story Midway Mania. Well, it's already there. Okay, but of new rides, there's going to be yeah. two. Okay, the Slinky Dog Coaster and the Tilt a Whirl thing. Yeah. Okay. Or teacups with whatever it whatever is. Whatever it is. Um, okay. So technically, they're each going to have, I mean, because you're going to have Star Tours and then two rides in Star Wars Land. It's like, that's that's Disney's default. New Land, two rides. Yeah. <laughs> Pandora, two rides. Well, it's more than when Harry Potter opened up. It was just one ride. No. It wasn't. wasn't it? No. They have, it was, I don't know if it was when it opened, but it has Flight of the Hippogriff. And it has Hogwarts Express. Was it Flight of the Hippogriff? Okay, I and thought maybe that was. It also to play has it. the um, the Dragon Challenge, which they just took an old ride and kind of rethemed it. It still has it, right? So you're wrong. Well, but Diagon Alley only has one. That's maybe what I was thinking of. I guess. Yeah. But I guess the train counts too. But anyway, we're yeah we're diverting. So no, it's definitely. I think uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of things are gonna. Uh, they're moving quickly too. I've heard people say too that this is the most fluid they've seen the Imagineering right now in a very long time and it's mm-hmm. directly because of Universal. Um, yeah. I mean, things... Uh, 
yeah, I mean, you're just hearing things constantly. I mean, the last yeah. couple of weeks has just been this and new. And and not that, a, a you know, well, we don't know about this. It's a, it's a rumor that's quickly either permits have been filed or something. So, I mean, things are moving fast. Yeah. My question is, do they, is Imagineering have enough people to deal with all these projects at know. once? I don't know. Because I've heard people say... I mean, if they have the staff for it, and just to give certain people... Well, but I've heard the yeah. problem, though, is a lot of people are saying Imagineering now is more of a project management group than mm. what they originally intended, you know, so... Yeah, that's too bad. I don't know. Hopefully, it's not too much of... I wouldn't think a company like Disney would, you know, if they need more people, they can get them, but... Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's something that... You know, I'm excited for all the new changes. I like yeah, new stuff, too. obviously, but yeah. I think long-term will be interesting when... They'll announce a new park. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to between Disney and Universal, and you would think Disney wants to be the first of that punch. Probably. But. Yeah. All right. Well, that's about it. So we just want to remind you to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or similar platform you're listening on, and please sign up for that newsletter on CaptureTheMagicPodcast.com for a chance to win a free t-shirt. You don't want to miss that. So thank you for listening and we will catch you next time.